1: Welcome back to right. Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sippel, Jake Sorensen, Early Break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call and text the show at 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Yes, you have your hand up.
2: I have to quit interrupting you. What do you have to say? I don't want this show to be like a little feet song, where we just meander around with no focus. Wow, just... Slamming the song still, <laughs> 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 kind of. Yeah, you know. What I, but even Rick acknowledged that that's sort of the Little Feat style. It's like Grateful Dead. Never been a Grateful Dead fan because of that fact. They just they, they it's just like an organized mess. Often when you listen to them, it's just like what, what I, this, only, I
1: only like one Grateful Dead song. What is that? Casey Jones,
2: good song. Oh, okay.
1: Trouble ahead, trouble yeah. behind. Yeah, don't like that song. but it, that's, it,
2: that's a good song. That's it, though. That's all I have, in my opinion. But I don't want this to be a little feet song where it just meanders. We
1: don't meander. Everything we do has a point to it. Focus. We're focused. And Mike Schaefer will be here shortly. Okay. He said he, he's coming in hot, per his text three minutes ago. Okay. But he'll be here shortly. Okay. You know what we haven't talked about yet so far? What? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol, coming to PBA. Not, the original report was that Haymarket Park would also be involved in this, but uh, PBA mm-hmm. is set to likely have alcohol for this upcoming
2: basketball season. Because the Board of Regents is now scheduled to vote on it, and I think that occurs September 30th. Yes. September, yeah, next Friday. September 30th. I, I
1: want to ask you a question before we dive into that all. Do, do you believe this would be a conversation if Nebraska basketball was winning consistently, like if they were a not even a tournament team, if they were a middle of the pack Big Ten team that was in the NIT that would contend for the NCAA tournament. But again, they're winning more than they're losing. Would this be a conversation if they weren't having historically bad seasons the last few years? That's a good question. Now, I will enjoy a beverage at the game. You know that I enjoy doing that at basketball game or any of it. But I don't even know if this would be in the conversation.
2: Right now? I'd like to think it would. If the teams were winning. I'd like to think it would. And I, I've i probably, like a Little Feet song, meandered around on this topic and never took a solid stance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never took a solid stance. My stance is, has become, it's evolved into what's, what, it's not going to hurt anything. It it's there's venues all over the world where alcohol is allowed, and it's of course there can be problems, but there's problems at venues where alcohol is not allowed. So, I mean, there's I've I've been at softball games for eleven year old girls that get out of hand in the in the stands. Okay, yeah. Where there's you know where there's no alcohol being sold formally. Um, so, I'm I'm kind of like, what's the big deal? Just it doesn't have to be a big deal. I'm always a little surprised where it becomes a big deal. Is it a big deal in your mind? Well, i In Schaefer's know, mind, no. is it a big we, deal? We,
1: we, now, we now have Mike Schaefer, 24 7 Sports with us in the studio. The hours bounced by Trek CBD. Schaefer, good morning. Good
3: morning. Good to have you uh, here. I think I hit every red light possible after telling you that I was going to be coming in hot. That's okay. I thought yeah, I timed well, it out, or it was going to be like
2: got to rip through those things. <laughs> just got to run them sometimes, you know, carefully. Rip through? I no, I don't. I'm not that advocating was a joke. That, that was a joke, that was a dang, joke yeah. people. That was a joke. Oh, yeah, don't can't. run through the red no, lights. No, be no. very
1: stop. Be responsible
2: on the road. Stop. Isn't that we kind of morning where you need
3: to you got to put the proclaimer out there that or the disclaimer that it wasn't a serious comment. Oh uh, yeah.
2: I mean, yes. <laughs> Steve, how's your bye week? Oh, God, it's wonderful. He's been busy.
1: He's been busy all week.
2: Uh,
3: I Look, I know the feeling. Yeah. I made some some poor scheduling choices a few weeks ago, and
2: it's not great right now. Yeah, I've got so. to put my foot down here pretty quick and say, hey, this is a bye week. Yeah. Um, okay, Schaefer, question again. We'll get to Nebraska
1: football and everything with that in a second, but – Again, it appears that Nebraska will likely have alcohol at PBA it will. when the Board of Regents votes next Friday. I, my first question would be this, and I asked uh, Sip this a second ago. Would this have been a discussion if Nebraska has been winning recently and not having
3: historically bad seasons? I, I think this is a discussion born out of the success of the Big 12 championships that they hosted here. or Yeah, excuse no. me, Big 10 championships that they hosted here, what, um... March for wrestling. And, yeah. um, Oh yeah. The, the gross on that was $350,000 over a few day period. Obviously the big 10 takes their cut, uh, the managing company for PBA and the city takes their cut and Nebraska, I think got a cut of it. And so, and then, uh, I mean, they had the Garth Brooks event and that obviously they sold plenty of alcohol with that, uh, with at Memorial stadium. So I think they've had a couple of test runs, of this idea. Um, and Pinnacle Bank, out of everything, Pinnacle Bank is the easiest. Um, I mean, I, I think that they uh, can certainly start there. And then it, as they look at the changes that need to happen at Memorial Stadium, can start to look at that. But this just because it's happening at the PBA doesn't mean you're going to be drinking a, a Michelob Ultra in Memorial Stadium in 2023.
2: Yeah, so. and, I, and I don't have a good, I don't know this. Um, chalk it up to lack of preparation. Why not? Why isn't Haymarket Park involved in this? Um, city. Uh, how
3: do I phrase this? I think that there's still negotiations that has to happen in terms of the revenue split between the city okay. and Nebraska. Because okay. currently, if if Nebraska and and the city were like, yeah, this is good, Nebraska would make zero dollars. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> from a business standpoint, right, there's there's some changes that need to be made there.
2: Now, this is my take on it at PBA. I don't think I'd even notice when it happens. If you did, if I just was coming in from another market, and it's I, an arena. Yeah.
3: I, I this is so commonplace everywhere. Right. I just wouldn't even it. Well, they already
2: it. have
1: vendors there for, for
2: yeah. other concerts. Like it, no, don't that's, tip, that's, that's why it's so going easy. In there. Yeah. The, 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 the
3: taps that are already there that are already hooked up that are ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this doesn't just doesn't open the, up. Just open up. The bigger thing to me, and this is, uh, this is a different conversation. I don't know how often either of you have run into it, but they need to actually staff the yeah. people to, to run this stuff. So, like, last year was atrocious if you wanted to get concessions at pinnacle bank arena they didn't have most of their vendors weren't even open Mm -hmm. on the second level or the second and third level and that concourse up there i mean there was like one spot for people to go for you know thousands and then later hundreds (laughs) no one was showing up yes i mean the the point is like if they're gonna do this they need to make sure that they have enough staff for it too Mm -hmm. uh in order to to you know take advantage of that as well jake yeah, well, again, I, that's been a problem. We talked
1: about concessions in the past, and that was—we <laughs> got in a little fight over that. That was
2: extreme, extreme circumstance, yeah, Well, so. it,
1: but, but he's right. You, you Now you're going to have more people go into the concession lines to get beer. you got to be prepared for it. They will be. You don't want, want to be in line for an hour for a beer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Well, you know what the deal was.
3: And so, so to to get all the way back to your question, I don't think it has anything to do with Nebraska's success or lack thereof. In basketball, I think it's just sort of the timing of a couple successful runs with alcohol uh, in venues at Nebraska. I think Albert's has always been more open to it, and Moose, I think, was open to it too. I think um, the rest of the landscape has become a little bit more open to the idea, and coming off of the pandemic, I think that there's still a hold of, of money that Nebraska simply lost in that time period mm-hmm. that you're trying to to make back. I often wonder if the donations have slowed considerably as Nebraska's lack of success in all yeah. of their major men's sports like I don't think that Nebraska is the cash cow that it used to be. So if they're looking for alternative ways to make money, this would be one of them. I don't think it's a massive money maker. I No, but I think it's at least a little extra and something that your fan base wants. I mean, I the survey and it's probably built for at dictated. the arena already. Yeah. It's all it, it, it exists. It's there, but got turn it off. At the same time, and I think this was sort of the point that you were making. I don't know that it needs to be regarded as like this, and the floodgates were open kind of thing. Like it just, yeah. I I, I would hope that everyone's more or less at this point mature enough to handle that they can go into a basketball game, get an adult beverage or two, and move on with
2: their yeah. Understanding that there's going to be outliers that there's sure. going uh, to be And those people were already finding ways
3: to be outliers, whether the right. taps were on exactly. or not. Exactly. Yeah. End of it. Yeah. Switching to football
1: and the situation. Again, we have Mike Schaefer in the studio for the uh, 7 o'clock hour. You can call or text 464-5685 with any questions. It was a simple question off the bat. I want to ask you this exact question. But Schaefer, what is your trust level in Trev Alberts to get this hire right for Nebraska?
3: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I feel better about him than I did Sean Eichhorst in the most comparable situation. Um, I think in ways I feel better about him than I did Tom Osborne in 2007, who had never been an athletic director. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I feel fine about it. Part of it is, I think the wealth of candidates that they have to pick from, um, and where Nebraska's at as a football program has made it relatively easy for me to sort of look at the wealth of candidates and be like, they should at least end up with someone that is going to have an opportunity to do well here. Are they going to be great? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, mm-hmm. uh, despite 24-7 sports aggressive marketing towards crystal balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think that – I think it's fine. I mean, I, he made a, a relatively splashy hire for UNO's hockey Um uh, you know, several years back that kind of put them on a trajectory to make a jump as a program. Team plays. I, I don't think that he is incapable of, of making a an important hire and, and it gives me a little extra um feeling of good that he is a former like he's he's been in this football world for so long. Like I mean he's a former analyst, former player, former NFL player. I mean, has connections throughout the landscape. Like I, I just I feel better about that uh than you know certainly sean eichhorst and his background going into it and like i said i you know nebraska's coaching searches have all sort of been weird (laughs) this in in a strange way a guy getting fired at the beginning of september somehow represents the most normal coaching (laughs) search of the last
2: i don't know we'll see how that turns out the last view
3: i guess i don't know i mean yeah like that's like i said it's a bizarre statement to say out loud but i
1: mean it's Kind of a, you know. Let, let me ask you this though, because I'm I'm curious in terms of, of when the hire happened. So when when I course, hired Mike Riley, that was out of nowhere. Nobody had that in the radar. When, you, when I don't
2: think anybody, oh can. come
1: on, nobody in the world was was saying Mike Riley to Nebraska. Now Scott Frost, everyone said that. I think so, his name
3: had appeared as like a deep deep candidate, I, but it I wasn't like it was tracked that this was going to happen. The deepest candidate, I've never, I didn't see his name at all.
2: So I'm I'm curious. Barry Alvarez. He was, he, when you've got, he was you, a candidate in Barry Alvarez's mind. Yeah,
1: you've got two months now, and all these names are going to appear. And we've already heard tons of names. Is there any way when the hires made it could be a surprise that we have
3: not even talked about? When you have uh, two months to talk about it. I mean, I don't think so. because I, I, like, I think if you take Trev at his word, they're going to hire someone who's a sitting coach or has been a coach very recently. So I think you, that allows you to eliminate pretty much – Most coordinators, not all of them, but a large chunk of coordinators, especially if they've never been a head coach before.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger Fresh for Everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: Um, I would be pretty surprised if it's someone that has to make a jump from like say the Sunbelt or the MAC or something like that. So I think it's more likely either a Power 5 head coach, a uh, you know, Bill O'Brien is about the only coordinator I think sort of makes sense at this point. Uh, and that could change, um, and then even from the the lower conference level, I mean, you're sort of looking at like Luke Fickle would would be sort of the name there. But for the most part, I, I like I think that it's fairly dialed in as to who the top of the list is going to look like at this point in time. With some potential for a guy like Matt Rule to maybe shake things up if he is let go by the the you know crumbling Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I, I think Matt Rule makes a lot of sense, and I think he would be very interested in the job. Um, so there's there's going to be some people that pop up, but I think for the most part, like the names that you're sort of hearing early as the contenders for the job are going to be the one of those three. Seems, I mean, those those seem like ninety percent of the likelihood of who Nebraska's next coach would be coming from one of Give me Bill those O'Brien, three, Matt him. Campbell, Lance Lightpole. Wow,
2: wow. Yeah, in that sense, there won't be any drama because we will have played out the conversation for two months. Yeah, right. I mean, and then then when it happens, I don't What do we play out now. (laughs) (laughs) We already already did this
3: (laughs) (laughs) again. I could be entirely wrong and maybe someone pops up. Someone pops
2: up. Yeah,
3: it would be sort of hard for me to figure out who that is right now. I mean, Boer
2: DeBoer could pop sure, up. Sure,
3: but those, even like the, the sort of, I guess if you will, fringe candidates, there's still yeah. names that have yeah. been mentioned. It's yeah. not like, you know, there's, there's nobody um, talking about Kalen DeBoer. Right. Or well, we're going to talk about everybody in two Or months. Dave Doran right. or whatever. At NC State, yeah. yeah. yeah yesterday, That's Joel, today's punching bag on 24-7 Sports, by the way. But punching bag. That's how I, well, piñata, I think is how I phrased it. Because after starting with Matt Campbell, then going to Lance Leipold, yesterday was Bill O'Brien. I, I don't know how people have any swings left in them. I would think that the uh, tired. <laughs> the rotation of the hips and the you know the oblique, I'd be worried, folks, like if you're if you're hauling off swinging on all these candidates, take your
2: time who Who is the candidate like Jake asked this question a lot, and it's a good one. who is the candidate that comes close to unifying the fan base? Because nobody I will think there's one yeah, okay, oh, okay but it's
1: impossible I, to unify, <clears throat> but what's the closest to it? I, so is it Dave
3: Aranda? did you give as a possibility but i don't i don't even think he's a possibility yeah, despite either. the weird sort of last 48 hours of random internet people claiming that this is going to be a thing i Ooh, mean i didn't even oh, see that's that has been
2: all over twitter which is how did i not see that
3: because you're you're hanging out in the right places yeah, that's right because you're not living your life as poorly as jake and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the answer. so it.
2: there's not. Wait a 2nd let's address it. there's a twitter there's a Twitter conversation there's about There's a Twitter conversation. There's a
3: Baylor podcast. There's a... all Like, and I think that one's mostly in jest. But it was not jest. That one was definitely... In, I listened um, to it is in jest. So, you know... Good on you. It's just... There's going to be these things that kind of pop up. I don't... I don't think Dave Aranda wants the Nebraska job. Um, the early indications of, of what we've kind of tried to suss out so far doesn't... Not a lot of connection there. So... Besides the fact that obviously he's had success in the big uh in the big ten and everything i I mean I would guess Dave Aranda is holding out for something bigger or is content to stay at Baylor so what i, about, mean, I it's
1: possible, but do you think there could be a conversation with Kyle Whittingham, Utah? would he listen could be that that might I unify mean, the fan base somewhat
3: not not completely but I, getting there sure um I think the initial sort of uh detractors would be his age. 62. Yeah, and then, yep. Well, and that's not even really that old. Lance Leipold's 58. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other candidates are kind of all ranging in age.
2: I, Patterson's only 62, by the way. I've yeah. said on our show, these 66. Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson's 62.
3: So I was a little bit higher on that name until I dug into sort of how it finished at TCU and some conversation with people that were around there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and look, if he's completely changed how it ended, but... You want to talk about someone where the people there would tell you that he checked out pretty completely in the last eighteen months of his tenure? Yeah, Maybe. I don't
2: think Gary Patterson is, so should come up in conversation. And, I don't, and that
3: in itself would just negate Trev Albert's interest. Right? I mean, he wants someone who just grinds things out.
2: He that's, does. That's, that's not.
3: A, that's not Gary Patterson. That
2: is something we haven't identified on this show about the qualities he's looking for. He, he said that. In fact, we should revisit that tape at some point. The the His press conference on the Sunday that um, they announced Scott's fired officially. He did say that. He wants a grinder. He doesn't want somebody with a lot of hobbies. I mean, that has a lot of off-field activity. Eliminate Lane Kiffin. I mean, seriously. He, that's not the type of coach he's looking for.
3: Well, in addition, and I think the other thing is, he's looking for a personality fit between him and the coach, too. I mean, and that in itself would make – and I think Lane Kiffin would have a lot of uh, support from people. I mean, I, I certainly would be excited to see Lane Kiffin at Nebraska, but at the same time, it's hard for me to square up Trev Alberts as Lane Kiffin's AD. It's also hard for me to square up all the stories about Scott Frost and that Lane Kiffin is the coach that, you know, follows him. Right. Because those stories exist too.
2: He wants A grinder. A
1: grinder. A lot of those out there. Joel Clatt, the other day on Fox Sports, uh, I think he was on the herd with Colin Coward, threw out the name for Nebraska, Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Nebraska's gone down the Oregon State road before with an older coach, of course, and Mike Riley. Smith's done a very nice job out there. To be fair, he has done a, a good job. Do you, Do you think that could be a guy in the conversation?
3: It could be. I, again, like I just don't like if If you're yeah. in a sort of a heads up of would you rather have Dave Doran or Jonathan Smith. Like, which direction are you going to go? Seriously. I don't know. I I don't know. That sort of tells me, like, all I need to If If you don't have an immediate answer for either of those two, one, it tells me neither is particularly exciting for you. Correct. And both sort of exist in the periphery of, I guess it could be that guy. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. You're not excited, but you're look not at, like, eh. I, I do think out. it's telling. Like, if you just play this game with people where you give them two names and they can't give you an answer right away, you eliminate both of the names.
2: Some of it, some of it is I just don't know enough about Jonathan Smith. I've not – I didn't know we were going to – I just didn't do – I haven't done any kind of dive on Jonathan yeah. Smith. Well, and if
3: you're looking at Jonathan Smith, why wouldn't you look at the guy at Washington State who replaced uh, – um, oh, I can't even think of his name now. Yeah, don't, don't worry whole about With the thing. No, no. He's the defensive coordinator oh. that replaced Nick Rolovich. Nick okay. Rolovich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't think of. Don't the, worry about it. Man. The coach's name.
2: But there's a lot of thing. there's a lot of names that I simply would have to look into. Jonathan before. Smith, if you want. <laughs> yeah, go this ahead. is
1: not going to go over well with fans who. I don't think it's a real thing. I know, but his record so far at Oregon State is, is 19 and 28. He's gone two and 10, 5 and seven, two and five in COVID, seven and six last year. and He's three and zero oh this year. Progress. I don't yeah, – yeah. That doesn't That no. doesn't get the fan base. But to Schaefer's question, if you have Dave Doran versus Jonathan Smith, is, does anybody pop up as is is obvious yes? Well, Doran's
2: record way? would be better than that.
3: Yeah. That
1: doesn't, He's that, got
3: seven winning seasons
2: and nine, nine years. He does not get the fan
1: base going. Dave Doran – I not think not Dave good.
3: Doran but, would be like the C sort of on the grade sheet higher, and I think he would do well here. Now, while but we're talking I, about you know, it, what
2: is well is – is a relative person. does it need to get the fan base going That's no a... i don't right. i don't think so right. at all
3: like it, and this is a weird place to be mm-hmm. but coming off of the collective everyone's excited this is a grand slam everything's right. going to go great mm-hmm. upward trajectory quite frankly if trev alberts makes a hire that he's happy with and that person comes here and they're comfortable in lincoln mm-hmm. kind of all that matters yeah we don't because the, the off-season grading of these things sort of one coaches don't get long runways as it is anyway right so, you know, if a guy comes here and it's immediately bad, in two years you're doing this all over again.
1: Are, are people talking enough about Dave Clausen as a possibility? No, that they aren't talking to... at all about Dave Clausen. Are you surprised about
3: that? I, I mean, I've been leading the Dave Clausen fan club for two years Wade and Force, not one coach. person has shown up to one of our meetings. It's me and Slider. And Slider <laughs> offers no conversation. So it's just you. Yeah. So Klaassen, yeah, a lot I, of I, you know, a lot of cupcakes that no one's eating.
2: He, he's done amazing things. Well, I, Wake Forest, well, look at their record I, I, in the I last. Yeah, go ahead.
1: So he, he took over Wake Forest in 2014, and okay. the first two years went three and nine, both years. Okay, rebuilt. Then he went seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, eight and five, four and five, in COVID eleven and three last year. And
3: he's three and zero this season. Do you know what happened? I think in the second of those three and nine years, no, it came out that their color commentator was selling information from practices to opposing ACC teams. I remember. You want to talk about a bizarre, toxic story that somehow got buried in the annals of no one talks about Wake Forest. Their color commentator was selling (laughs) offensive plays. To Louisville, to Virginia Tech, to several other teams that admitted that they didn't, but then it's questionable how they knew certain things when they were happening.
2: surprised there's a market for that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It exists now.
2: You know it. You pay for that information? I wonder how – what do you pay for that
3: information? You'd have to ask Tommy, whatever the guy's name is. Former Wake Forest player, (laughs) former coach on the staff, loved in – Winston Salem, and then it comes out that he's selling, selling information about the team. So, Odd. Uh, no, I I love Dave Clausen. I think Dave Clawson would be a terrific fit here in Lincoln. I think that it would go really well. I also think he's just going to take one look at this job and pass because he's got a dream situation at Wake Forest where they're paying him well. They just built new facilities. They have a top 25 team. Yep. He's installed that offense. I think he's very comfortable. Uh, and then he was at Tennessee as an offensive coordinator and. Didn't go well. I think he knows what that fishbowl is like, and I think he's more than content to just stay in in the small pond. So, in that conversation we had about people would be excited about Dave Dorn versus
1: Jonathan Smith. What if I threw out there Dave Clawson versus Caleb DeBoer?
3: I would Dave Clawson every day of the week, and I think Caleb DeBoer. If if he was still at Fresno State, I think that would be like a Group of Five name that would certainly be on this list. I have a tough time seeing him leave Washington after one year to come to Nebraska. Uh, but he has all sorts of Midwest ties. He's a South Dakota guy. He's recruiting the state as it is right now in Washington. I think he's a really good coach. He was obviously an offensive coordinator in the Big Ten. Uh, I think from a profile standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. It's just hard for me to see him leaving Washington in one year, especially if they are successful right
2: away. We can do this in the next, the next segment if we're up against a clock. Yeah. But I wrestle with this this whole idea that it needs to be a hire that does – Unify or excite the fan base versus one that doesn't. I, th- you, you, there is a sellout streak to keep in mind. Um, I don't. I mean, I. There's a part. Do you me think that there's says, a
3: coach that it's such a poor hire that people wouldn't show up? Because I don't know that that exists.
2: Mm, oh, it exists. But I get what you're saying. I like. I told Jake earlier in the show. There's probably 40 that do the trick. Where you're, where you're yeah. fine with. You'd have to go pretty okay yeah So then to, but in terms yeah. of realistic yeah, yeah there's some about. there's some yeah there's obviously some ones where you'd go what what no Um. but not many mm-hmm. not real not within not within reason but I don't know I mean the fan base the fan base is um, like Jake likes to say on edge I don't oh, know antsy you, they're both edge.
1: antsy and on edge both of them. anxious yeah understandably Proturbed.
2: so perturbed perturbed Hurt. Kind of pissed. Hurt. <laughs> definitely hurt. Hurt. Pissed. Pissed.
1: There's a lot of words. Yeah. A lot of descriptive words. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 464-5685. More next on Early Break in the Ticket.